It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Triggynet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, welcome everyone. It's Josephine here, and boy, I am so, so, so excited about my show today. Honest to God, I say this every week, but this week's guest is a truly humble person who has accomplished so very, very much. And a lot of times I have a soft spot in my heart for other mom entrepreneurs who are living the life that I'm living trying to bring a product to the marketplace, and she's done an amazing job, so I cannot wait to bring my guest on. But before I do that, I'd like to actually start with a quote that I had read this week, and then, of course, the business tip. So here's the quote that I thought was really great. Perseverance is not a long race. It is many short races, one after another. I thought that was brilliant, and the fact that running your own business can be very challenging at times, and a lot of times I say over and over again on the show, is it's all about the baby steps you take. All those baby steps eventually end up being a huge step, Um, but it's super important to persevere and just keep going. Even though you think you're not going anywhere The truth of the matter is you would be surprised that one day you wake up and you say, wow, you look behind yourself and you say, how did that all happen? And it was due to perseverance and your baby steps. Okay, so that's the quote of the day. And I have my business tip of the week, and this I actually have done myself. It's not all about do, do, do. Pause for reflection. Plan, write it down, then do, do, do. I think this is so important, especially since we're starting a fresh new year. It's so important not to just keep yourself busy all day. Try to just sit down and be quiet with yourself and let your intuition come to the surface and really, really think about what you're trying to accomplish. Once you do your reflection, I call this a formulation mode, which is something that happens within your mind, that it's the start of how you envision something coming to fruition. So that's your planning aspect of it. Once you feel that you've planned it all out in your head and you've envisioned it, write it down. Trust me, if there's anything I learned in 2014, it was when I wrote my goals down and I wrote my list of things to do down, everything got done. It's when I had it all floating around in my head, it just took longer to get done. So 
write it down and you'll get your things done quicker. After you write it down, put your head down, figure out how you're going to get your plan into action, whether it be you doing the work yourself or outsourcing or hiring an intern, whatever the situation is, do, do, do. It's all about action at this point. So I wish you luck, and I hope that you really accomplish what you're out to accomplish this year. This is a very big year for me. I have some very exciting news that I am sure I will share with you in the next couple of weeks that are ready to come. All right, so with that, let me give you a quick bio of my guest today. My guest is Annie Pryor. She is a work-at-home mom with three young children. She takes care of her children 24-7, which has led her to invent several products that make her life easier and the lives of many other moms out there easier, too. Before she had children, she earned her Ph.D. in biochemistry from The Ohio State University. Annie attributes her ability to invent to all the years she spent problem-solving in the research lab. Instead of designing and solving problems with lab experiments, Annie finds creative solutions to problems at home. Her invention, the Mommy Genius Drying Rack, hit the market in May of 2013. This kitchen countertop accessory is the perfect place to dry baby bibs, sports water bottles, food storage bags, dish towels, and many other items. So I must say, I absolutely love Annie's product, and you could purchase it on Amazon, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So anyway, with that, let's bring Annie on. Welcome to Paying It Forward, Annie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on. <laughs> Annie, you're just amazing. I have to tell you, when you had emailed me, I felt so honored. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And it was so kind of you to put my gloveys on your blog because I have to tell you, you must have an amazing following because my orders really took an uptick. And I couldn't believe it. I was so, so excited. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart for doing that um, because you have a big following out there. And just the mere fact that you paid it forward and helped another mom entrepreneur warms my heart. And I thank you for being the recipient of that. <laughs> Uh-oh. You are welcome. I love your gloveys, and I always pay it forward whenever I can. I think especially mom inventors should always help another mom inventor for free anytime they get the opportunity. <laughs> well, it's so funny, Annie, because, you know, you had emailed me, and I picked up the phone and called you, and this happens to all of my mom entrepreneur friends. It's like there is that two seconds of silence. And then the giggle comes, and we laugh because we are the only ones living the life that we're living, trying to juggle so many things, trying to keep the house in order, trying to manage our young kids at home, trying to run a business at the same time. And it's really a lot of fun, but it's challenging, isn't it? It is challenging. <laughs> it's 
it's great. But, Annie, so let's start with a few questions so that we can let the listeners know a little more about how you got started. How did you come up with your idea? Well, it was a few years ago. I had two little children who both wore bib during meals. And, you know, I was very sleep-deprived, so the laundry would get backed up. At first, I would put the food-covered bibs in the laundry, Then a couple days later, something really stinks in the laundry room, their bibs are all moldy, I'm throwing them away. And then I thought, okay, well, they're these nice rinse-off type bibs, I should get those, that's clearly the way to go. And like bumpkins, and so you rinse them off, and then what? Then I'm like, oh, okay, so I rinse them, and I just lay them on a towel on the countertop, but... So they would take a while to dry laying down. The lunch bib wasn't dry by dinner. So after lunch, I'd have two bibs on towels, and after dinner, I'd have four bibs on towels and taken up my whole counter space. And I thought if only I could just, there was a space to hang it up to dry. I just want to hang the bib up to dry. And I thought, well, not a hook on the wall. That would get the wall all wet. Just I need a bib drying rack. That's what I need. And so I thought, surely that must be available. I Googled. I searched. There was nothing. And then I just felt compelled, well, I have to invent this. Every mom in the world <laughs> must need this. I, I have no choice but to invent this. I, sure, I have no business experience whatsoever, never developed a product, but clearly this needs done. So I just felt like I had to do it. I, I, it was, I was obligated. <laughs> That's so funny. I felt the same way about Glovies. It's so, yeah. the, the stories are similar. Okay, so what was the first thing you did when you decided you wanted to invent your product? Well, I just thought, okay, well, what will it be made out of? I'm a plastic. I thought it would break. And wood, that would get all moldy and stuff. And I thought, well, a nice, you know, steel thing with a good coating so it wouldn't rust. And I just Googled. It took me a couple days of Googling to figure out what I needed was called steel wire. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, I didn't even know what it was. I finally figured that out, and I just started um, looking for companies who make that and did a couple sketches of a basic idea of what it could look like. And um, my father actually work, works in manufacturing, not in steel at all, but he found a friend who was a welder who, who made me my first prototype. And then I took that to one of the steel wire companies I'd found, and they agreed to make me, I said, I'll make me 10. You know, of course, they were expensive making 10, 50 bucks each, but I thought, okay, I'll make 10 and just, give them a try and see if we even like this whole idea. Great. And so that's how I started. And then after that, okay, 10, well, okay, how about I order 100 and see if I can sell them. And <laughs> so it was the, exactly the baby steps you were talking about. Yeah. Perseverance is baby steps. Annie, you did great. And I have to tell you, the idea behind purchasing just a small amount of product first was brilliant, and I know it might have seemed, you know, very easy, an easy decision for you to make, or it might have been common sense to you. Unfortunately, it wasn't to me, <laughs> and my manufacturer had convinced me that, well, if you buy X quantity, your price goes down so much, you really should go with a higher amount of product. And I have to tell you, I was truly misled in that regard um, because I ended up discontinuing my first product. 
and which has a lot to do with why I came up with my radio show because that was just one of the big mistakes I made that I wanted to share with other mom entrepreneurs. Don't make the mistake I made. So it it solidifies or confirms, I should say, that you starting out slow was the right answer. So I'm so glad you did that, and I can't wait. We're already up on our first break, but... Annie, I can't wait to hear more about your drying racks and how you brought your product to marketplace because I personally think you nailed it and you did it with a very small budget. So I can't wait to hear more about your tips. So everyone, stay with us. We have Annie Pryor with us who has some really great information. Thanks, everyone. Hang in there. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Welcome to Podcasting by Professionals. My name is Keith with Radio Links Broadcast Marketing, and I am here today to introduce you to five top industry pros who will teach you everything you need to know to start your own professional podcast. At the end of the course, we think you'll be well on your way to becoming an expert host of your own show. By the way, please do visit our website. It is podcastingbyprofessionals.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author, and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Gain a fresh perspective on how to redefine, reinvent, and rebuild your life. Join Geraldine Tegelov live every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Toginet Radio Network. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and we have Annie Pryor, who is the inventor of a drying rack. So, Annie, um, before break, we were talking about how smart it is with your first shipment or your first order to make sure that you just order a small quantity and test the market to make sure that it truly is a viable product. So I thought that was great. But what other tips do you have that we can share with everybody about bringing a product to the marketplace on a small budget? Well, yes, I, uh, I guess I was lucky that I didn't have any money to start my business because <laughs> I, did. I did cut some corners. Um, the first one, of course, was just ordering the small number at first. I ordered 
first I ordered, I had 10 made just to test. You know, they were super expensive. I, you know, gave them to family. How do we like this? Do we like hanging up bibs to dry? And then I just ordered 100. Now those, you know, I would, you know, ordering a small batch like that, you might not make profit on that first order or just a tiny bit, you know, but you're not going to lose money. And if, if if the whole order comes back bad or you quickly decide you need to change something about it, you're not stuck with a bunch of inventory. Um, And, you know, I ended up making changes to the design of my drying rack, so I'm so glad I never ordered 3,000 of one of them. Um, So my tips would be, you know, if you have a small budget, you know, I started my whole business, brought it to market, everything. I invested about total over, like, a two-year period of $4,000. Oh my gosh! And I Annie. earned it all. I earned it all back, and you know now make profit. So I Annie, that's get absolutely <laughs> amazing. That's like nothing. It's I know. Oh well, I mean oh that was God. mostly you know paying for the drying racks. You know. Um, you knew so how here's much what you, money, you, Annie, you, that I ended up spending, and even to the fact that they had me convinced that I had to buy this tooling in China and then they lost my tooling and then they didn't want to reimburse me for the tooling and then the factory went out of business. I can't even tell you how upsetting all of that was. So you really, you nailed it. You really did. Well, you know, I have my product made in the USA now. So that, I mean, that was helped. I could really communicate with the manufacturer. And the manufacturer I found was an hour away from my house, so I could go there. So it was easier, you know, to get started. And they, you know, they wanted to help, you know, a little mom inventor. So, you know, so it was just a little bit easier. I was way too overwhelmed to start, you know, going right to China. I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. So I recommend or the first thing you do is just figure out how to get your product made. Don't, um, you know, I don't think you need to hire a prototype company at all for the most part. Find the company who would manufacture it, like I want some sort of a pillow or whatever it is. Find the company who would make it and ask them to make the prototype. I think that's, I agree with you 100%. And you know what, Annie, with my experience of going out and visiting with buyers, sometimes you only need a really great 3D drawing of the product just to get it to the buyers to see if they would even consider taking the product on. So that was a big big lesson that I had learned as well. But we're going to talk about retailers soon. Um, So tell us what the next step was then. Okay, so you get your product made and hopefully a small number. one way you could skip on, you know, packaging. What are you going to order? Five thousand colored printed boxes for this? You know, you only got a hundred of the product. I that another tip is to do gift packaging. That's what I did for my drying rack. I couldn't afford a box with four colors, and I, you know, what if I changed the product? And I don't want to have to buy more boxes. Oh. And I packaged it in a clear gift bag, tied at the top with a bow. You know, people have to pay extra for gift wrap. This comes gift wrap. There you go. You know? So you can always start. So you can always start with simple gift packaging. And, and my you other did the clear bag, right? You did yes, a clear yes, cellophane yes. bag, which I loved. But yes. meanwhile, you had a really nice business card 
which is smart because you want people to hold on to your business card if they want right. to repurchase right. another one. Or if it's a gift, it's nice that whoever's getting it knows how they can purchase it for them themselves again. Right. And, you know, the first thousand tags I printed on my home computer and cut out myself. <laughs> but after a thousand, I'm like, you know, I'm just, I think I'm ready to place a tag order now. <laughs> but also, the That's biggest, great. another tip is, you know, get it made and sell it on Amazon. Just put yeah. it on Amazon. Buy a 9.95 UPC number. You can buy UPCs for $9.95. You do not need a $2,000 UPC number at all. 985 UPC number, put it on Amazon. Then you will know if anyone will buy it. You do not need to make your own website right away. Um, you, After you see that people are buying your product and you start ordering more and you're selling them on Amazon, then you can invest in your own website. Then you can start with patenting and trademarking and all the expensive steps. But you've got your product made, you're selling it on Amazon, so you know that it won't be a waste of money to continue with the patenting and trademarking and websites being made. Well, wow. Annie, you did amazing. Trust me from somebody who did the opposite and learned big, big lessons along the way, and I spent a bloody fortune. It kills me the amount of money that I spent because now with my Glovey's product, the most important thing is marketing. And I look at all that money I spent, and I said, oh, gosh, if I just had that money to do my marketing now, things would be so different. But the fact that you brought up Amazon is so important because years ago, imagine imagine the possibility that we have now that we don't have to get on airplanes and meet with buyers in exactly. order to find out if somebody wants to take out product. It doesn't matter. You get it on Amazon, and you almost start – making money immediately. I'll tell you, Annie, when I put my Glovies on Amazon, within the first hour, I started getting orders. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, is this for real? I kept rubbing my eyes like, <laughs> you mean all those airplanes I took to talk to buyers to convince them that I had a really good product, and I'm talking to buyers who n didn't have kids? You know, they must have been like 19 years old and were looking at me with two heads like, why would kids use Glovies to keep their hands you know, clean while, you know, while they're painting or something. They just didn't get it. Meanwhile, I go on Amazon, and it's such a confirmation when you get the emails or when you get the orders, and then people go on and they start giving you reviews saying they love the product, it's the best thing that ever happened. And I guess we're just so lucky, don't you think, Annie, that we have Amazon now? We are, and Amazon is tremendous as long as your product is something people would search for and stumble upon. I mean, no one knows about my drying rack. All my business is people getting on Amazon saying bag drying rack or bottle drying rack or, you know, and seeing it. Oh, I like that one. Do so you if your have product a is like a wreath, no, right. Um, right. you know, or something where there are 95 million on Amazon and your number 1 million, you know, it might not do as well. But if it's something like people would search for disposable gloves for kids, right? you know, and see your product. So, you know, as long as you're, if, you know, it would come up in searches reasonably on Amazon, then you will do well on Amazon. I totally so, recommend that. 
Yeah, I agree 100%. So, Annie, do you have a secret uh, about keywords or anything that you use for your drawing racks? I do. I, you know, Amazon lets you, when you're filling out your listing page, um, use a certain, you know, has spaces where you can type in keywords. I've never had good luck with them, so I did the most ridiculous thing. I have a zillion keywords stuffed into the title of my, it's like, Bottle and bag drying rack in parentheses. Bags, gloves, you know, everything under the sun. Bottles, bibs. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous, but it sure comes up in searches. <laughs> okay. So, so I, I tend to agree with you. So get as many keywords as you possibly can in, right. in the name of your product. Right. Because, you know, someone might, some people buy it for a mitten drying rack. Some people use it for their, um, dishwashing gloves. Some people use it for bottles. Some people use it for soda stream bottles. And I just wanted all those words in there so it would come out. Some people use it to hang Christmas ornaments. So wow. it's, I just tried to stuff all the keywords in there. Um, but I think but that's I've, great. Yeah, go ahead, Annie. I'm sorry. Oh, I, no, I was going to say I've just been very happy with Amazon, and I certainly recommend that being the place someone starts. Okay. Because I haven't had much luck, you know, with retailers and stuff. But these days yeah. you don't need that much luck with retailers. You have Amazon. A lot of people's whole businesses are just on Amazon. Kelly Lester, the inventor of the Easy Lunch Boxes, only sells on Amazon. And she's one of Amazon's very best sellers. Oh, wow. So, That's good to know. Maybe she needs to come on paying it forward. What do you think, uh, Annie? <laughs> probably. She, she's... You know, she's the one who's done it all. Wow, that's amazing. So I can't wait to um, talk about your big agreement last, was it last week or two weeks ago now? The fact that, um, are we okay to talk about that, Annie? Sure, sure. Yeah, so tell us what happened. Well, <clears throat> you know, years ago when I came up with, you know, a few inventions, I tried to license them. I would contact companies and, oh, you just want to license it because I didn't want to start a business. I never took a business class. I didn't know what, how that would work. So we all start out wishing we could license our invention. And I contacted a million companies and unfortunately, almost all of them tell you, I'm sorry, we don't accept ideas from anyone outside our company. Right. So 99% of the time, they won't even hear your idea. And the other 1%, they're not interested. And I've learned that companies don't want to, won't license your product unless it's already selling and it's already a successful product. Okay. Once it's a successful product, then someone will probably want to license it. So that was always kind of my hope as I'm selling all these drying racks. I realized that I'm not doing it exactly right. My costs were too high and... Having a manufacturer in the USA, they're very expensive, they're great quality, but I never approach retailers because I don't even have a wholesale price. You know, it wouldn't fit into, you know, it wouldn't get purchased by stores because it's already too expensive. Oh, so I thought, that. Oh, go ahead. We're, on, uh, we're up halfway through our show. Hang in there, everybody. We have Annie Pryor, and we'll be right back with Paying It Forward. Thanks, everyone.
We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. LinkedIn, it's a great tool and a great way to do business in today's social media-driven world. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady with the LinkedIn Lady Show, Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern on AllBusinessRadioNetwork.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is designed to inform, inspire, and educate businesses. Every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose. And the LinkedIn Lady will interview a variety of guests, such as business owners who can showcase their business and talk about how they use social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google+, Pinterest, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. As trends change and new applications become available, the LinkedIn Lady Show will bring that information to you in an easy-to-use, fun, and engaging way. Every Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern, it's the LinkedIn Lady Show with Carol McManus on AllBusinessRadioNetwork.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. The Woohoo Radio Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse, involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education, encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment, join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here. We have Annie Pryor with us. So, Annie, before break, we were talking about the big deal that you have um, in the works right now. So I'll let you take take it from there. Okay. Well, I was just saying how I always wanted to license my um, inventions and no company ever is interested. And they'd all tell you, you know, they only accept ideas from people inside their company. So I think, in my experience, you have to just bring the product to market yourself because if you have a successful product, then someone's going to want to license it. And I was contacted about a year ago by a company called Tad Green. They sell the e-cloth. These are um, really nice microfiber cleaning cloths. And they stumbled upon my drying rack because they were looking for a drying rack for their e-cloth. And the... Um, president of that company just loves my drying rack, ordered one, uses it all the time. At first, he just wanted to buy some from me, and I said, I'm so sorry, I don't have a wholesale price. They're made in the USA. They're expensive. 
And he said, well, go get a made in China and then call me back. Well, I never did that. That's too overwhelming. I didn't even know where to begin. Right. Um, I, and I liked my U.S. manufacturer. And and so a few months later, he's, he contacted me again and you know, asked if possibly I'd be interested in licensing it if he found a manufacturer and 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 everything. And I said, well, I'd certainly consider it. So they, you know, worked, found um, a good manufacturer in China, sent me a sample of their work. They made some of my drying racks, just a couple, and they looked really nice and you know, he sweetened the deal with a nice four-color box with my picture and how he's, you know, has a meeting with the container store and all this stuff set up. They're going to work real hard to get it in stores, and they really think it would, you know, be a great mass market product. So I, anyway, we we agreed on a deal two weeks ago. So wow. I signed a licensing deal. I will still be selling my made in the USA drying racks, you know, at least until they get their shipment in from China. Okay. And if everything goes well and theirs are great, and then they'll be taking over the sales. I will still be selling them on Amazon myself. So, great. So. I love the and, idea that you didn't have to give it all up, which – you know, because that was going to be my question to you. How did you feel about giving up your baby? Like, did you feel that you were giving up your baby or just taking on a partner? It, it, I did, you know, it, I had months of thinking about it because, you know, one thing I love that I'm completely in charge of this business. I don't have to do what my husband says about it, you know. Right. I, this is mine, you know. I get to make all the decisions and I really like that. But I also, get a little tired of packing up drying racks till midnight, you know. Right. <laughs> and so I do a lot of work. I have the drying racks delivered to my house. I fix each one to make sure it doesn't wobble. I pack them up. I put the tags on. I spend a lot of time doing that. And I realize that with without a wholesale price, my business isn't going to expand from this point. You know, I've taken it as far as I can in my current situation with my U.S. manufacturer and me doing all the work myself, it's not going to, you know, I'm not going to be able to get it in stores. I'm going to continue selling it on Amazon just like I am, and I'll be packing up drying racks till midnight when I'm 90, you know. <laughs> I oh, mean, so it's funny. In this particular situation, I had done, you know, I I would need to make a big change, like find a completely different overseas manufacturer and get a warehouse and all, all the stuff involved with that, right. or I would stay doing exactly what I'm doing. Now, I was fine doing exactly what I'm doing, at least for another, you know, 40 years I could probably handle it. Right. But, but the temptation of, wait a minute, you mean my basement wouldn't be full of drying racks? You know, that's so funny. And I, I'd have more time to spend with the kids or perhaps work on some of my other inventions. So that was real tempting. And the thought of it, you know, getting into stores and, you know, just progressing further than I was taking it eventually won out. That, that idea, I thought I needed to give it a chance. thought it was too well, good of an opportunity to give, not give a chance. Okay. So 
can we just talk about the fact that you did not have a wholesale price? What do you mean by that? I mean, I paid $19 for each drying rack. So the wholesale price, you know, is supposed to be double what you pay, you know, which or is Or the wholesale like, price, half of what you, half of the retail, right? Right, right. Right. Okay. So, my, so, you know, I'm you already... You 19 yeah. Yeah, I mean, so it's just too expensive. I'm selling them for 39 on Amazon because, you know, Amazon takes a lot of fees and the shipping to Amazon. And, and so I still make a little, you know, a modest profit on each sale at thirty nine ninety five. But, you know, if it sells at thirty nine ninety five, the re- wholesale price would have to be half that, you know, um, like 19 And right. then I should only be paying, you know, $9 for each one, and that's just not what it is. Right. So okay. I, I couldn't so. be paying $19 each and have a wholesale price of 40 and a retail price of 80 <laughs> Okay. I think that that's – I agree with you 100% on all that. I yeah. just wanted to make that clear with right. the listeners. So, okay, so now you're on Amazon, but you know what's really funny about Amazon too, Annie, what? is that – you know, yes, everybody wants to get licensed, but isn't it funny that now they can find you on Amazon? Whereas years ago, it was a lot of legwork leg to try to find that partner to license with. And what's so exciting about what we do is every day when you turn on that computer in the morning, you just never know who's going to reach out to you. So I don't know. I think it's just so exciting bringing a product to the marketplace. Not that it's easy. I mean, Annie, you do make it look very, very easy. <laughs> um, but I, I think I think it could be a little challenging. Did, have you? What was the biggest challenge you think you came across in the whole process? Oh well, I think getting the pro, you know product made and made correctly is. Definitely the biggest challenge. I had an order, you know, of black drying racks that I ordered that were beautiful that all rusted. And I contacted every single person who bought one and refunded their money. <laughs> so, right. you know, great. just little things like, oh, I had no idea that could go wrong, you know, in, right. so the, in the manufacturing. So there are certainly always issues. And another thing I'm excited about the licensing is I won't be the one dealing with all of those issues. Right. There's going to be an entire company that's going to be doing it. Yes. And And, it's kind of funny as mom entrepreneurs, isn't it, Annie? Like, I had the honor of sitting in on a big marketing um, meeting that a big company was bringing out. Like, it's a major, major company. And they're bringing out five new products. And the person who invited me to sit in on the meeting, it was so funny. He turned to me, and he elbowed me, and he smiled. He said, do you see how much you do? They had an entire company with, like, teams of 10 people in their marketing division, their website design, you know, their packaging, their manufacturing, the new product development. And I'm sitting there, Annie, I'm laughing. I'm like, are you kidding me? And it's so funny when we're sitting behind our computer all day. I mean, it can be a little lonely because we're just working by ourselves most of the time or if we have an assistant or whatever. But to take me out of my fishbowl and put me in a meeting like that, I was completely floored. So I would suggest doing that. If anybody is out there 
trying to bring a product to the marketplace, you know, try to get invited to one of these meetings so you can actually witness and appreciate how much you're really accomplishing. Right. They have teams for all that, and you're doing it all yourself. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So tell me something, Annie. What inspires you to just keep going? Well, you know, I've always been a bad quitter. <laughs> yeah, I've never, you know, halfway through graduate school, it was really difficult. I wish I had days I thought maybe I'd quit, but I just never did. So I tend to not quit. So that's a good quality. Um, I just really wanted a drying rack on the market to hang all this stuff on, and I just kept on working, and it took, you know, you know, from my first prototype to the first one actually being up on sale on Amazon was two years. <laughs> so yeah. it took it took a while. But and you know what's funny, Annie? To you, two years might seem like a lot, but to the outside world, it usually takes five years to start a company and see any kind of a profit. Meanwhile, within two years, you've accomplished that. So I know the day-to-day, -day, it makes you feel like, wow, this is taking forever. But in actuality, I applaud you. I think you've done an amazing job, and you did it very quickly. Well, thank you. I certainly appreciate it, and I'm very excited about it. I yeah. do have one other important tip I wanted to make sure your listeners knew about patenting. Would you oh, like yeah. to talk about that? Absolutely. Um, That's a great idea. I, first of all, you know, along the lines of, saving money, I've filed many of a, a provisional patent on my own. So if you just want to say something's patent pending for $100 about, you can file a provisional patent to get to use the word patent pending. That lasts one year. doesn't really matter if you do a great job or a bad job. I just read a bunch of patents and started using the lingo <laughs> yeah. and wrote a couple. But none of those, you know, I knew I wasn't going to be filing a utility patent anyway. Those provisionals are only for utility patents. So all it really gets you is the chance to say patent pending for a while while you're, you know, selling your invention. But I, for my drying rack, I got a design patent. They're much more affordable and easier to get. So no one can make a drying rack that looks like mine. And, okay. um one important thing about that that I want everyone to know is that you have one year to file oh, that design man. patent. This show is one going year. too fast, Annie. We're going to have to come back and talk about that okay. after okay. our break. We'll be right okay. back, everyone. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on toginet.com. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. 
Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm Free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be, I'm Free, with Minister Diane Jones, Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and we have Annie Pryor with us. So, Annie, before we get started and wrap up our discussion about the patent and get to the five business tips, what I'd like to do is give you an opportunity of how... um, of telling my listeners how they can get in touch with you if they have any questions maybe um, about starting their own business or if they have a question about your drying racks. That would be great. Um, Anyone can send me an email, annie at mommygenius.com. You can also email me through my website, which is www.mommygenius.com. Um, and I'd be happy to help anyone. If there are mom inventors out there who don't understand how to get set up on Amazon, I will help you. I have set, helped many mom and moms get their business started selling on Amazon. If someone helped me do it, <laughs> and I will be happy to help anybody. So if anyone Great. needs help, I'd be happy to. And, Annie, I'd like to give you the opportunity also to talk about your amazing blog. So let's just um, tell the listeners how they can get to your blog and what your blog is about. Um, well, separate from the Mommy Genius Drying Rack, I also have a, a, a hatred, if you will, for stomach bugs and throw-up sicknesses of, that, you know, cause mom to be up all night with a throwing-up child. So mm-hmm. I, using my Ph.D. in biochemistry, I did some research and wrote the website StopTheStomachFlu.com where I give a lot of information on how the illnesses are spread and how long people are contagious. And that, you know, is very popular this time of year when there's a lot of sickness going around. And that's why I thought your glovies were perfect for my <laughs> website viewers because, you know, if they're going in a porta potty, it's really with no sink to wash hands. Really, really good idea to slip those gloveys on the child. <laughs> and, well, in addition, you. if they're helping you make meatballs, you know, gloveys, 
perfect thing. So it's um, so funny, Annie. It really is a multi-purpose product. And thank you for for your order. That was very sweet. But um, you're gonna have to come on and really tell my listeners the many uses that your kids were using Glovies. How's that, Annie? <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> All right. Sounds so, great. Before break, oh wait, let's just make sure everybody knows how to get to your website. Um, it's or the blog. Stop, it's stopthestomachflu.com. That's the website that will give you more than you needed to know about stomach viruses and food poisoning and anything that would cause you to be up all night throwing up that you'd like to avoid. Okay. Some things, you know, people don't know is you're contagious for a few days after your symptoms have stopped. So that's the big problem. People go back to work, go back to school, the minute they think they're done throwing up and give the illness to everybody else. So if everyone could just stay home and not go to work at a restaurant making salads oh, the day after you've been sick, the world would be a much better place. Oh, that's good to know, Annie. How long are you contagious after, I guess, the vomiting has stopped? Um, a minimum of three days. And I don't expect people to stay home for three days, but, you know, usually sometimes for kids, you know, the throwing up stops and you think they're better, but then they have a relapse after 24 to 48 hours. So I always recommend kids need to stay home for school or daycare for 48 hours because there's often a relapse. And if that happens in the middle of class, then they're going to expose so many other children because... The throw-up is full of a billion viruses that fly around the room when, you know, when they throw up. So, so wow. I do recommend people just staying home till their absolutely certain symptoms have stopped. <laughs> okay. All right. That sounds good. Usually they say if this, if you have a fever, to stay home 24 hours. Right. 24 is, that- is not enough after. A, I mean, 24 is better than nothing, but. My kids, I mean, they've had, you know, they throw, the throwing up stopped, and like over 24 hours later, then the diarrhea half of the illness starts. Oh, wow. So okay. you don't want to be in school when that happens. I mean, no. not just a germ thing. You could embarrass your child for the rest of their life, you know. <laughs> yeah, so. Absolutely. So, all right. I'm glad that we got the update on your blog, your website, and everything. Now, before break, we were in the middle of talking about the patent, and I just know you wanted to mention one other thing about that. Yes. Do you want to take yes. – go ahead. For a it's design only. patent, you have one year from the time the invention was made public to file the design patent. So I thought, okay, well, I started selling them on Amazon in May. That sounds like the time it would be made public, and I have one year. Well, when I consulted my attorney, he said, did you have your manufacturer sign a non-disclosure agreement? I said, no. And he said, then the invention is made public when you first discuss it with them, which, of course, was six months earlier. So I'm like, whoa, we had to scramble and file that design patent right away. I mean, he had to do it in like two weeks. So that is important to note if you, before you, um, you know, start talking about your invention to the manufacturer, have them sign a non-disclosure agreement. If they're worried about signing it, like, you know, for other legal purposes, say, look, this is just so I can file it. This doesn't start the clock ticking for me to file a design patent. So that's one thing I did not know. I mean, who would have guessed? I didn't know. Maybe I haven't 
extraordinarily honest attorney. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> but well, that's, it, that's uh, unusual that you've met so many honest people along the way. I think I met every crook along the way. Uh, <laughs> oh, but I'm so sorry. I, I had a tough time, but it's okay. Now I have my radio show, and we're paying a lot of knowledge forward, so I'm happy about that. Right, and, you know, I you should be able to get a design patent for about 1500 that's what I paid. Okay. And, you know, I, I that was reasonable, and I didn't even file it till I'd been, you know, selling, till I was sure they were selling. And, you know, signing the non-disclosure would have been better, but you can get your product made, start selling it, and see how it does the first six months. And if, if it's going well and you want to file the patent, then do it. Okay, perfect. All right. So we wrap up every show, Annie, with the five best business tips. And I know you have some amazing ones um, here. So I'll start. Okay. These are your tips for bringing a product to the marketplace on a tiny budget. The first one is sell your product on Amazon and use Amazon fulfillment. Now, that's key there. That is where people shop and they all want their free two-day shipping. So let's talk about that because I know we both have experience with that. Oh, yes. I used to – I started selling the drying racks where I would ship them myself, and I just sold very few. But as soon as I sent them to Amazon and had Amazon ship them, I sold about ten times as many each month because people, you know, oh, I need this now. I need it for a baby shower gift in two days. And a lot of people are Amazon Prime members, and they just want it shipped now by Amazon. They worry it might take a week and a half to get it if some random company is shipping it. So everyone I know, their business has gone way up once they started using Amazon fulfillment. So I Plus, you don't have to sit there and fill all the orders every day. So that's very helpful. So when we But the most important thing, or one of the important things to bring up here about the Amazon fulfillment is what we discussed the last week, that if you're selling, if you're pick-packing and shipping your own product from your home and you're selling it on Amazon, you might have to tweak your price in order to have Amazon do the fulfillment. And I think that that is the key. For a lot of things. At least it was for me because it, now it does make sense. I have to tell you, I started to sell Glovies on Amazon. I did the FBA fulfilled by Amazon, but I did not feel that I was making enough money because Amazon's fees are so high. But you were so right when we talked last week that you said just get the price point right. Get the dollar amount right so that it makes sense for the consumer where the consumer is still paying the same amount of money, but it becomes a win-win situation for everyone. Right. The Amazon fees for the fulfillment are around, you know, $3. So you might need to raise your price $3 to, you know, account for that. But still, people would rather, you know, do that and get their product in two days. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, this is great. So, all right, let's move on to tip number two. Oh, gosh, we're running out of time here. Number two, it is probably unnecessary to hire a prototype company. Just find the company who you think would actually manufacture your product and have them make the prototypes. 
that's exactly what you talked about earlier. And yeah. I think you nailed it. When you went to your dad, your dad knew somebody. I guess my suggestion out there is talk to everybody. Well, you've got to be careful because it's your prototype. You have to talk to people that you truly trust, I guess, and um, work your way in getting your prototype. And you're 100% right. You really don't have to get it done from a manufacturer. Right. Okay. We'll move right on to number three. Have your manufacturer sign a nondisclosure agreement. Right. That was key, and we talked about that. Um, Do you have a fourth tip, Annie? Um, let's see. Well, never miss an opportunity to pay it forward and help another entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought that that was really good. We had discussed that, and you were so generous with your time and your knowledge and paying it forward. So I think that that's, you nailed it there. How about the final, final tip, Annie? Hmm. I think it well, has, if I had to guess, it would be something about your work and family balance. Because I know for, from the several times that we had spoken, it's so important to you to spend time with your children. And as much fun as it is for us to have our businesses, I know we probably both agree that family comes first. Of course. I totally agree, and that's why I do a lot of my work at night when everyone's asleep. And, you know, I can't tell you how many business phone calls and business emails I've done while nursing a baby, you know. <laughs> so you learn to multitask. I've, I've, so, um, but, yes, I still always put my family first. But there's also, you know, it's okay for your children to play by yourself themselves for a little bit while you're doing some work. I think it's good for the kids to learn to entertain themselves for a short time that won't hurt anybody wonderful i think you're so right well annie i have to say thank you so much for being a part of paying it forward and everyone i wish you a wonderful productive week and we'll see you again next week on paying it forward thanks everyone thank you this show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful each week we'll be discussing accomplishments lessons learned